Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Dan Zemke with the U of M Health Department and Community Health Services, completing our all-Dan hosting team for the day. On today's episode, we're going to discuss Ann Arbor Meals on Wheels, an important gift that will help it address food insecurity in our community. Now, before we get into that conversation, be sure you go back and get caught up on any episode of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. New episodes can also be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel and as part of the headlines we can review. With that, let's bring in today's guests. First, can you each introduce yourself and explain your role with Ann Arbor Meals on Wheels? Yes, I am Courtney Vanderlaan. I am the director of Ann Arbor Meals on Wheels. Hello, I'm Patrick Naswell. I am a philanthropy leader at the Ann Arbor Area Community Foundation. My name is Jeff Bieschke. I'm a driver, volunteer, food deliverer for Meals on Wheels in Ann Arbor. And I'm Trudy Hughes, and I have the same role, a volunteer with um, Meals on Wheels. Outstanding. Now, Courtney, let's start with you. There was recently a $300,000 gift to Meals on Wheels from the estate of Amelia Kramer. What will that type of gift really mean to your program? Yes. So having sustainable sources of financial support is really critical for our organization as we provide healthy, prepared meals and other supportive services for our homebound members of our community. The over 60 population is growing faster than any other age group, both here in Washtenaw County and across the country. And with that, the need for services continues to grow significantly. As we're seeking to provide services that are responsive to the nutritional and cultural needs of our neighbors who are homebound, the gift from Mrs. Kramer equips us in a really unique and special way to be able to respond both now and in the years to come. How did you feel when you found out about that bequest, Courtney? Uh, I would say it's a humbling experience for us to receive a gift of any size, but particularly a gift of this size. I like to say that it takes all of us to take care of all of us. And so our organization is incredibly grateful for the generosity of Mrs. Kramer and the ongoing impact that she will be able to continue to have on our community for years to come through this gift. Yeah. So what other areas of Meals on Wheels really need support? Yeah. As Jeff and Trudy mentioned, they are two of our longstanding meal delivery volunteers um, and have been really faithful supporters of our program, which we appreciate so much because we rely on hundreds of volunteers to help us ensure that we can deliver meals to all of our neighbors who are homebound in our community. So right now we need around 50 to 60 volunteers every single week to deliver all of our meals. And come September, we are gonna be returning to a six day delivery schedule. So we're gonna be delivering meals Monday through Saturday, and we're gonna need over 90 volunteers every single week to help us do that. So we are really counting on our community to continue to show up for us and for our neighbors to help ensure that our our folks who are homebound have access to healthy, nutritious meals um, and other supportive services that ensure that they can age in place as long as they want to do so. Um, So if this is, uh, if you've been feeling like you want an opportunity to plug into your community and support your neighbors, this is a very tangible way to do that. Uh, Our routes take only one to two hours to complete. We deliver from 1130 to 130-ish. 
And we ask our volunteers to just commit to delivering about once a month. Um, so it's not a huge commitment. If you have more availability and you want to deliver more routes, we would love to have you for more. Um, but we ask just once a month um, if you can. And then we have these additional supportive services as well uh, that we provide our clients. So those include cards of encouragement, free household items, toiletries, um, and some other services that just try to wrap people up and make sure that they have the support that they need to stay at home. And so we've got more information on our website on those different opportunities. But if you feel like I really can't get out and drive or I don't have consistent access to a vehicle, that's not a great option for me. We've got plenty of other ways uh, for you to be able to show up and support our neighbors in our organization. Now let's hear from Jeff and Trudy, the volunteers with Ann Arbor Meals and Wheels. How and why did you first get involved with the program? Um, I was the first one to get involved uh, and when Jeff was uh, still working and I was, uh, I homeschooled our daughter and I was looking for opportunities to do something with her. So we started uh, when she was about 10 and, and it was great to do this volunteer service uh, helped her with map reading back then there were some maps involved in, in just reading and it was really a, a fun experience and then we just continued um, since that time. She's 24 now by the way so that was a <laughs> year or two ago. Um, I joined occasionally uh, on the Trudy and Maya team when holidays and vacations allowed me and when I retired about six years ago, it was a very natural transition, the legacy of the family. My parents did Meals on Wheels in Monroe, uh, and uh, I was very comfortable. The driving part, being the wheels on Meals on Wheels was easy. So uh, we naturally slipped into it and locked into a couple of days a month. How does it feel for the two of you, you know, when you're out there and sort of serving clients and, and knowing that you're making a difference? Well, I guess we're all in this for Courtney's uh, sense that, you know, we're here to wrap up services around people who need the help. And, you know, as somebody who finds being helpful satisfying, I can't imagine a, a better quality experience than being the person that shows up at somebody's door with food and uh, nourishment and, and encouragement every day. So it feels lovely, satisfying. It really feels like you're part of the community for me that, um, you know, I go and meet people that I wouldn't have met and get to visit with them. And it really feels like a very friendly uh, community oriented activity. What would you say is like the most meaningful part of this work to you? Well, I, I guess at both ends of the process uh, from the Courtney business end of it, and the relationships we've had with the staff over the years, uh, of course, out to the client base. Um, it's been one of building relationships and the satisfaction that comes from being able to give back a little bit to the community for having been blessed with the privilege that we enjoy. All right, now, Patrick, let's hear from you. Can you tell us a little bit about the Ann Arbor Area Community Foundation's mission and how an organization like Meals on Wheels fits in with that mission? 
Absolutely. Um, the Ann Arbor Area Community Foundation um, exists to enrich the quality of life in Washtenaw County through uh, leadership, engaged grant making, and creative partnerships with donors uh, to make philanthropic investment and build endowment. Um, we're celebrating our 60th anniversary in 2023 and 2024, um, and the foundation was established to be a permanent source of community capital in Washtenaw County. So as we build the endowment, we're able to use the proceeds from those funds to support local nonprofits uh, as well as scholarships. And Ann Arbor Meals on Wheels uh, does a lot of things that are very important in terms of building equity in the community, supporting the basic needs of the community, um, and um, and it is a very, very good fit for the mission and work that we do, and is also something that I think resonates with a lot of donors, as it did in the case of Mrs. Kramer. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Like, uh, what about Ann Arbor Meals on Wheels helps fulfill the wishes of Mrs. Kramer's bequest? I didn't really, obviously, I didn't know her very well. I didn't know her at all. Um, but she is, um, in reading memorials about her, I, I got a sense of her personality, that she was, she was open and smart and funny, but that she also experienced um, a lot in her 106 years when she passed in, in 2021. And so um, she lived through the depression. She saw the effects of um, lack of access to food and, and the effects of food insecurity in the community. And I think her experiences during that period really influenced um, her passion to support organizations like Ann Arbor Meals on Wheels. And so through, through her, um, through the fund that we established, really the purpose was really to serve those who were food insecure. And Ann Arbor Meals on Wheels has done such excellent work that they were an obvious choice for uh, part of this endowment. Karen, could you real quick um, explain, I, I know you came on late, can you explain how you fit into the Meals on Wheels picture? Um, well, I actually work with Patrick, I'm a philanthropy leader at the Ann Arbor Community Foundation as well. Um, but I can tell you um, how I fit in is Patrick and I actually work together. And um, Mrs. Kramer left this very wonderful gift to the Ann Arbor Area Community Foundation with the simple um, task of, in her words, in her estate were feed the poor. So what we did is we interpreted what she wanted based on her history. Um, she actually grew up in, in the farm country. So food is something that was a big part of her life growing up. Um, and she had a lot of property that she eventually sold and, and gained a lot of her wealth and felt that um, she wanted to be able to give back to the community in a way that was meaningful to her. And that was food. Um, and the Meals on Wheels connection is really important because for especially the Community Foundation, we focus on food insecurities and all different types of aspects of need within our community, but more particularly, Meals on Wheels actually serves the older population as well. So we hit on a number of different ways in, in honoring um, Mrs. Kramer in this way, and that we're not just providing me, you know, food insecurity. We're not just providing um, meals to the general public or just people in need. We are specifically targeting the older population as well, a community um, that 
definitely has needs a lot of support right now and has needed a lot of support um, throughout COVID and over the years. Wheels and Wheels has been around um, for so many, many years. And it really does speak to everything that I think Mrs. Kramer wanted to accomplish with her gift. Um, yeah, she, she just um, was really very quietly active in the community and has supported a lot of these causes for many, many, many years. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for that insight. And and there's one thing that you mentioned that uh, that I just want to ask Courtney and, and circle back with her. You mentioned COVID and and Courtney, can you talk a little bit about the impact COVID had on Meals on Wheels and sort of the demand for the services of Meals on Wheels, you know, around Ann Arbor and this community over the past three years? Yeah, so Ann Arbor Meals on Wheels, like every other organization, business, entity, human being in, in our community, in the country, in the world, uh, was impacted really significantly by the pandemic. Um, one thing that we are very humbly proud of is the fact that we continue delivering meals with the help of so many of our volunteers throughout the whole pandemic without any service disruptions. So I mentioned we right now need about 60 volunteers a week because we had consolidated our delivery days from six to three days so that we could um, give our volunteers and our staff a moment to catch our breaths in between delivery days and sort of rebalance our, our workload and our operations to ensure that we could sustain them but our clients continue to receive the same number of meals each week as they did on our six day delivery schedule. So people have received the same amount of food, the same quality of food, um, continuing to do check-ins with folks. And uh, we got a lot of good needed helpful guidance from Michigan Medicine on how to navigate this as safely as possible and how to try to equip our volunteers and staff who are delivering meals to do it as safely as possible. Um, so we were doing masked socially distanced wellness checks from six feet away where we were waving to each other yelling to each other to see oh. how people were doing <laughs> um whatever we needed to do to make sure folks still had access to food and were still being checked on um we saw a lot of our clients have their support network shift as many people did so a lot of people ended up moving on in with family um because their sort of informal caregivers couldn't come over as often as possible if their friends or neighbors typically checked in on them that really shifted a lot at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, we also saw folks uh, experiencing a little hesitancy with having us come to their house multiple times a week to drop off meals. And so they, with their, their support networks, were figuring out what the best options were for them. And also for many of our people, we remained their primary source of nutrition throughout the pandemic. And we always take that role very seriously and certainly did so during the pandemic and did everything we could to ensure that we could continue showing up safely and sustainably um, while also expanding our services at a really interesting time in our organization's history. Um, we launched our personal care items pantry at the beginning of the pandemic because as the rest of us were driving around looking for toilet paper and soap and some of those household essentials, 
our clients, all of whom are homebound due to health-related reasons, could not be driving around to five stores looking for those essentials. And so we were so grateful for support from partners like the Washington County Office of Community and Economic Development, the Sheriff's Office who dropped off supplies to us, um, Michigan Medicine, so many community members who, if they were at the store, they would grab supplies and drop them off to our office so that we could then disseminate things like toilet paper and laundry detergent and and soap and um, some of those household essentials, briefs, uh, shampoo and conditioner, et cetera, to our clients so that we could stay true to our mission of supporting people um, to age in place and also take some of the fear and uncertainty out of that uh, for our clients and we increased our wellness calls during that time too, that if we couldn't be visiting in person, like Jeff and Trudy mentioned, um, in the same way as we did before, that we, our staff were calling them to check in to see how they were doing, if there were other resources or supports we could find um, or connect them with. So uh, it took certainly, going back to what I said earlier, it took all of us to take care of all of us. We are could not have done it alone without the help of so many wonderful partners like the Community Foundation, our colleagues at Michigan Medicine, um, our volunteers, and so many other community members that just showed up in really tangible ways to make sure we had the volunteers we needed, we had the supplies we needed, we had the financial support we needed to be able to sustain our work and take care of our neighbors. I love that. Thank you so much for that insight, Courtney. And thank you also to Karen, Patrick, Trudy, Jeff, for giving you know us a closer look at the work you do and, and how you're benefiting so many in the community. Once again, if you want to learn more about this transformative gift to Ann Arbor Meals on Wheels, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. Okay, Courtney, your work is not done yet. <laughs> it's time. It's time for the lightning round. When we ask our guests four quick fire questions. Are you ready to go? It's ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about meals on wheels today. So let's discuss two of those topics. First, what is one meal that you could eat every day for the rest of your life and never get sick of? Well, oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> I have been loving Masaman curry. That is my favorite wow. dish right now. That's the meal I could eat. I don't know for the rest of my life, but <laughs> for a while. That's a strong contender. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about all these meals, but let's talk about the wheels. Are you into cars? And if so, do you have a dream car that you always want to drive? Great question. I am into reliable vehicles. That is the most important <laughs> thing to me, reliable vehicles. And I'm hoping to move to a more environmentally friendly vehicle. So my dream car is, is an EV of some sort, I do believe, but nothing more specific than that. Nice, nice. All right. Coming up on July 16th, so just later this week, is National Ice Cream Day. So I need to know what's your favorite kind of ice cream? Moose tracks, tried and true. <laughs> really good choice. Um, and for the final question, who would you say has served as your biggest mentor in your career? Oh, that is an excellent question. I would have to say, I actually have um, two leaders in our department of Rita Rooks, who is our department director. Oh. Um, 
and Angie Johnson, who is my current supervisor and the assistant director <laughs> of our department. Uh, I've worked in our department for almost nine years. I was our grant writer that supported all of community health services for the first four and a half years of that. And I am coming up on my five-year anniversary at Ann Arbor Meals on Wheels. And I have had the great opportunity to report to both of those folks um, throughout my time at community health services and have learned so much from both of them. Um, they've been very influential in shaping who I am as a leader. I can attest to that. They are both great. And I know Alfreda has been on the podcast many times. So you're following in her footsteps here. Um, we all love, love Alfreda. Uh, thank you so much, Courtney, for joining us today, participating in the lightning round. And thank you to all of our guests for sharing important information about Ann Arbor Meals on Wheels and the incredible work that the program does every day. If you want to learn more about Meals on Wheels, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. While you're there, you can check out other featured stories from this week. For instance, there was a closer look at a recognition milestone for our employees hit recently, and readers were given a way to share their employee engagement success stories. Find those stories and more at mmheadlines.org. All right, Dan. So this is your first time co-hosting the rap with me. Now I know I'm that nervous. you have a, I know. Well, you've done a great job. You've done a great job and you've got a great name. But other than that, what should people know about you? Who are you? So, like Courtney, I am also from uh, the U of M Health Department of Community Health Services. I am the marketing program manager there. I work uh, very closely with Courtney um, and with the uh, the other directors around the department, uh, with like Housing Bureau for Seniors, Adolescent Health uh, Initiative, Regional Alliance for uh, Healthy Schools, you name it. I'm working with a lot of their different programs to help tell their story, to um, help find the best ways to uh, tell their story, whether it be like uh, creating um, like a video to uh, help uh, illustrate their point or like graphic design and whatnot. I'm working as well with uh, with another fellow I know. Uh, you may know him, Dan Elman. Uh, I work pretty closely with him as well. A, he's a at, good guy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a, good guy. a good guy. Yeah. At the uh, Department of Communications, I work pretty closely with that team as well. So I've been here for about um, this October will be my fourth year, and yeah, I am uh, really excited to still be here. That's awesome. All right, well, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. First, congratulations to loyal listener Brian Wu, who correctly sent in the trivia answer last episode. Now for this week's question, here's Dan. This week's question is how many Making a Difference awards have Michigan Medicine team members given to their colleagues since the new recognition platform debuted in 2020? Once again, how many Making a Difference awards has Michigan Medicine team members given to their colleagues since a new recognition platform debuted in 2020? You can find the answer in this week's headline story. And once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for the chance to win a prize. All right, Dan, I can say you're the most energetic co-host that I've ever had. I'm going to just say that right now. <laughs> so thank you for... <laughs> Thank you for taking part. Thank you again to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.